else. But God works. He does, it's, it doesn't matter if we're different. God doesn't change. He's the same. He's the same. He says, I'll use you where you are, who you are. I'll change you if, if you'll let me. I'll change you, and I'll show you what I can do. Um, and I think in that, you know, I'm going to bring a little, a few facets out of some of the, of, of a little bit of who I am. You know, sometimes that's kind of hard. You're like, uh, you know, I don't want people to really know about me. I don't want them to know these odd, how odd I really am or anything like that, you know. But it's just the reality of, of how uh, unique God is, is that he makes us different. And it's really cool that way. Um, I think if, I mean, if any of you guys, you'd probably look at me and say, I don't know much about Wes, and what would I know about him? I mean, if you, I always think back to this is, is if you guys were there at the not-so-newlywed game, uh, if all you knew about me was based upon that game, you would think, this guy, all he does is sit around and read food labels, <laughs> and he's terrified of high-fructose corn syrup. That is Weston. Right there. Well, <laughs> if you want to know more about that and you don't, ask Jason Richardson. He can fill you in on, on the details of all that. Um, but no, it, it's really cool when you can just be yourself and just let those kind of things out and, and people can just see you in a different light. Um, I think as I'm going to go in today is what I wanted to talk about is, is the idea is pursuit, pursuing Jesus Christ, is, is that verse that George read last night when we read in it, 1 Timothy 6, 11, when it was talking about, Paul is saying, man of God, he was talking to Timothy, man of God, pursue all of these things. George talked about righteousness last night. Um, everything in that, to me, embodies pursuing Jesus Christ. The only way I can do all those things is by pursuing Jesus Christ, is having a relationship with him. Um, so the, the whole thing behind what I wanted to talk about is kind of the, the, I don't know if I want to give it a title or what is, the idea is the value of the treasure I pursue. What is that treasure that I pursue? What is that treasure in my life? What do I highly value? What is that? Is it Jesus? Is it something else? What is it? Um, and as I kind of go through some of the stories of my life, you'll see that things have changed. Things have, that the treasure has, has changed and has gone in different directions. Um, what I, the first, I wanted to read, uh, there's a couple of scriptures here. Is treasure, treasure, what is it? Pursuing Jesus Christ. There's uh, Psalm 63, 8. This is out of the King James. It says, My soul followeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. That followeth hard. That is, I'm putting every effort I have into pursuing him, going after him. Psalm uh, 42, 1 42 verses 1 through 2. As the deer pants for water brooks, so my soul pants for thee, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? That's the thirst. That's the hunger. It's for the living God. The living God. That's what I'm chasing after. That's that pursuit, that treasure, that treasure. I'm putting every effort I have into going after that. Is that not what it is, pursuit? What do we pursue in life? If we go hard after something, we think about it. That's on our minds. That's what we're going after. We're driven. We're going for that. That is what our mind is set up. We're going to get it. We're going to go for it. Kind of going back to my early, you know, probably teenage years, 
in junior high and high school, I mean, my focus was basketball. That's all I could think about. about. I, I slept basketball. I ate basketball. That's what I did. I played it all the time. I watched it on television. It was basketball, basketball, basketball. I mean, you know, I'd always watch Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. What is Michael Jordan doing? What is Michael Jordan doing? You know, I got to see. You know, I talk about I love talking about it. If somebody talked to me about something, and I wasn't very confident about talking to people about things, but if we got on basketball, man, I could go on and on and on. Basketball, basketball, basketball. But the thing about it is, is really interesting is, is, you know, it's like that song. I always think about that is that song in one of the commercials was, I want to be like Mike, if I could be like Mike. I want to be, I want to be like Mike, like Mike, if I could be like Mike. And it was like, yeah, you know, I was like, I want to be like Michael Jordan. I mean, I went out on the playground. I played. I wanted to shoot. I wanted to do everything that Michael Jordan did. It was kind of interesting later on. You know, you find out some of the details about these people's lives. You know, you find out Michael Jordan, you know, he was, he did things that he, he shouldn't have done. He got a divorce, you know, and it's like, I don't know if I do. I really want to be like Mike, you know. He plays a good game, you know, he plays good ball, but, but his life isn't so great. Not so great. And you, you get, you know, and that's the teenage years, and you get kind of like, man, I like wanted to emulate this guy. I wanted to be this guy. You know, and it, it's, it's hard at an age like that. It's like you're literally let down. It's a real let down. Um, and I look at that as I wanted to emulate Michael Jordan. I wanted to be like him. But I like in what uh, 1 Corinthians 11.1 1 says, as Paul says, he says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. He's saying, let's emulate Christ. Let's be like Christ. Let's pursue Christ. If I went as hard as I did after trying to be like Mike as I did of wanting to be like Christ, it would have been an amazing part of my, in my life. It would have been totally different than what it was. But I can look back on that portion of my life of where I didn't really follow Christ. I knew about him, but I didn't know him. I didn't have a relationship with him. I knew about him. I knew about Jesus. I grew up in the church. I knew about Jesus, but I didn't know him. I had no relationship with him at all. That's why I wanted to be like these other men. I wanted to be like a sports guy or whoever it is. It doesn't matter. So then that kind of progressed past that. I mean, it, the, the idea was, I mean, I was so into it was like buying basketball cards. I knew, I knew Michael Jordan's stats everything, all these things. I knew his stats. I knew his points per game, his steals per game, all this stuff about him. But at the end, it didn't matter because he was a man and he fell. He fell. And what good was that for me? I was looking for somebody that I could really look to and say, I want to be like them. Then I look at Jesus Christ and what Paul's saying is, that is someone I want to emulate. If I want to emulate Paul, Paul's saying, I'm emulating Christ. So go on a few years later, years later. So it moves past basketball and everything, and I get into um, guns and hunting. I love guns. I love guns. I love hunting. I love doing all of these things, all of these things. I I think about it all the time. What's my next gun? What am I going to be getting next? I love tearing apart every part. You know, every piece was out there looking at each one of them, knowing exactly everything about this stuff. It was on my mind all the time, all the time. I couldn't. You know, is the next thing, when's the next, the hunt, the hunt, the hunt, the hunt. Oh, man, I'm so excited. I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. You know, as I kept going through it, I kept going through it. You know, I kept, you know, you kept shooting one thing after another and everything like that. And it was exciting. I'm not saying that hunting's a bad, it's not a bad thing. It's an enjoyable thing. I enjoyed doing it. 
Not as I once did, but uh, I enjoy doing that. I don't enjoy guns now like I once did. Um, it, it came to a point in my life where it was around two, 2009, 2010, I got really sick. You know, at that point, if you want to live, who gives a rip about a gun? Who cares about going and killing the biggest buck you possibly can if you can't live? It doesn't really matter at that point. It came to a point in my life where I realized what mattered. And and I don't want you guys to get the idea that I, I'm against hunting or anything. I My son is like gung-ho for it right now. He wants to do it. And and I want to be able to go do that with him. You know, I want to be able to go do that with him and, and, and show him all these things. And but but I want to show him that, that that's not that's not the end all be all is what you can do there. It's not about the biggest or buck you can pull in. It's not how many ducks you can get in a day. It's not, it's not all these things. It's, it's about at the end of the day, I always tell him, I said, you know, I'm, my goal in life is, is to raise you up to be a man, a man of God. And uh, it's not about all this other stuff. It's not about the stuff. I said, I've done the stuff. I said, you're going to be at an age someday where you're going to have a choice where you can chase the stuff or not, but I'm going to give you the tools to hopefully that you'll choose the right path. But I'm going to be there no matter what. No matter what you choose, I'm going to be there for you. Um, so I think in my, in my life, you know, and that was something, you know, that when I came to that point, it's like all those guns that I sought off, I sold off a bunch of them and I didn't even care. It's like when I got rid of them, it didn't even mean anything to me. That didn't even hurt me at all. And the amazing thing is, that, and as I'm leading into these things, is I'm leading into going to Philippians chapter 3. And because all of these things that I felt like these were the things that were gained for me. These were the things that I chased after. These were the things of who made me who I was. These things didn't make me who I was. These things were just masks or covers to say, this is what I want to chase, and this is what I just want to spend all my money on, my desires on. My th- this, is, this is who I want to be. But it's not really who I wanted to be. I was empty. I was empty. There was no pursuit of Christ. It was the pursuit of things. It was the pursuit of trying to find happiness in things. So let's go to Philippians chapter 3. Or actually, actually let, let's take a detour here and go to a couple of other scriptures before, before I go to Philippians 3. And I mean, moving past that, beyond that, to, to that, was, that was in my single days, then I got married. And so then it was like, well... Now, now, what about when you're married? What's, what's going on in your life when you're married now? What, what are your pursuits now, you know? What, what, what are your pursuits now? So you, you don't pursue hunting and, and all these other things. Do you have pursuits? Do you have other things that take your attention away from Christ? And I was like, I don't think that ever ends, where there's going to be something grabbing your attention over here and over there. And uh, for me, sometimes it's, it's my job. You know, it's my job as far as... Um, for me, when I can be able to, I'm a, you know, I, I program with, you know, computers and all that stuff. And so I, for me, is when I can get into code and I get immersed in it and I can solve a problem. It's like that's all that's on my mind is I'm going to solve this problem. I can be highly motivated. I think we can all be motivated when we get to a certain point of I want to solve a problem. I want to be able to do this. So these things are running through my mind all the time. It's when I get home, it's, it's going through my mind. When I should be praying, when I'm in study or we're praying in the morning, these things are going through my mind. They're through my mind. And I'm thinking to myself, if I can pursue this this hard to solve this problem, if I 
shifted that to pursuing Jesus Christ and putting my mind on him, what would happen in my life? What would happen in my life? All of these shit, all these focuses are over here all the time. What if I shifted them to Jesus Christ, pursuing him the same way I chase hard after these other things? What would happen in my life? It's always the question of what if. Well, what if you do it? What if you actually did that? What would happen? And a lot of times when I'm reading in scripture, I'm reading through Paul. I mean, all these guys you read through, these guys, are they did it. They did it. Was it easy? Oh, no way. No way was it easy. And I find myself not just in my job, but I actually, um, as I was preparing for this, this just this devotional, um, I had other ideas, many other ideas of what I wanted to do the devotional on. And I came to this one, 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 one topic of the value of the treasure, the treasure I pursue, because pursue, because there are treasures in life that I'm not going to say are bad. What if I'm chasing or pursuing the treasure of my wife and my children? Is it possible for me to set my children and my wife above Jesus Christ? Um, and I think that was my focus was I'm going to be a good husband and I'm going to be a good father. There's nothing wrong with those things. Those are, those are good things. Those are very good things. But do I elevate those above pursuing Jesus Christ? Do I set these people in my life that I love very much above Jesus Christ? I love these people very much. I want to see my wife excel. I want to see my kids excel, not just in life, but spiritually in everything I want them to excel. I want them to excel in anything I can do to help them. But I came to the point of I think I spend so much time focusing on what I can do for them that I lose the fact of if I pursue Jesus Christ, I can do so much more for them because the relationship with him directly goes out that way and so that's why I was looking at these other verses that I want to come to first the first one is in John John 15 uh, John 15 verse 5 there's a couple verses in 15 that I want to do John 15 verse 5 Jesus said I am the vine you are the branches he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit for without me, you can, do, you can do nothing. I want to focus on that if he's talking about, you've got to be in me, planted in me, pursuing me. I mean, so much so that your life is coming from me. In the attitude of, without me, you can do nothing. What can I do for my kids and my wife if I'm not in Christ, planted in him, getting my very life from him? I can't do much. My power is actually pretty weak when it comes down to it in trying to do these things. My pursuit must be Jesus Christ because I know in that chasing hard, like the psalmist said, following hard after God, I know that it will go, the, the effects of that will reciprocate out of me into the people around me, the people I love, even those who have never come in contact with me before. They're going to know something is different. They're going to know something is different because I'm pursuing hard after Jesus Christ. And I like uh, in that same chapter, verse 8, verse 8, he says, by this, what he's saying is, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit so that you will be to my disciples. And I even going beyond that of saying, let's say you don't have a wife and you don't have kids, you're single. Above even those things for me, what is a disciple of Jesus Christ? 
is someone who is pursuing Jesus Christ. There's only a way I can be a disciple of Jesus Christ is if I pursue him. I can't be a disciple of his if I don't pursue. Um, I look at these things in these verses. He says, this is, God is glorified. He says, God is glorified in that you bear much fruit. Can I bear fruit if I don't pursue him? Can I bear fruit? I can't. If I'm not in the vine, how can I bear fruit? I'm a branch that is broken off. I'm withering. I'm dying. I can't bear fruit. There's, it's impossible. Impossible bear fruit separated from the vine. You die, you wither, you die. I have to be pursuing him. Focus has to be him. And it's, it's interesting as far as like even talking about these things as you're saying, yeah, you can sit there and say, yeah, it sounds so good. Pursue Jesus Christ. Follow Jesus Christ. It sounds so right. It sounds so right. I've been taught that my whole life. I, taught, I was taught that in church. You follow Jesus Christ. Follow Jesus Christ. Follow Jesus Christ. What does that mean? What does that mean? Follow, pursue. What does that mean? I don't... Sounds good. It sounds, it, it sounds really nice. It sounds nice. I, it's interesting. I, I, it's interesting how when you come from a place of growing up in religion, uh, when you start talking to other people that give you the answers that sound so right, you know exactly where they're coming from. You're coming from a place of dead religion. You can give me the answers I want to hear, but you don't really know. You don't know what relationship is. You know what religion is. And that's like what I hear. Like, so that's what Paul said in, in um, I think it's 2 Corinthians 3. He says, the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. The letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. If I'm chasing religion, it goes nowhere. It goes nowhere. It's all about relationship. And I never want to be at that, that place of giving my wife and my kids religion. I don't want to feed them religion because it's not going to help them in any way. I have to be in the vine. I have to be pursuing Jesus Christ, the relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, let's, now let, let's jump over to Philippians where I was going to go. This, this is one of the focuses. This is the main, the main scripture of where I wanted to get. And this is Paul talking to the church in, in Philippi. Uh, so these are believers he's talking to right here. Philippians chapter 3, uh, I'm going to read verses 4 through 14. He says, though, though I also might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he might have confidence in the flesh, I more so. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, concerning the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ, and be found in him not having my own righteousness which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already attained or am I already perfected, but I press on, that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus also 
has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So I read that, that pretty good portion, amount of scripture there. I want to focus in on verse 8. I mean, all of that is important. Ver, on verse, uh, yeah, verse 8, it says, Yet indeed I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. You know, the interesting thing is that as, as Paul was in, in the beginning verses, he was recounting what he did, his zeal, why he pressed on hard. Why did he press on? He was pressing on for religion. He was pressing on for persecuting the church. He was pressing on for all these things and pursuing hard after these things because that's what he thought was, he said, this is good and this is what I'm going to do. But they weren't for Christ. This is before, but I like in verse 8, he says, Yet indeed, I also count all things. Was that present? Was that what he was talking about at that time? Was it, or that was just in the past? Or was he talking about throughout everything that was going on, all things? He says, I count all things. All things. And like That's why I say, what does all mean? Does all only mean all or does it mean something else? It means all. He says, I count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord knowledge is that here in my head yeah i can know christ i can know about christ in my head but what about when it's here that's a relationship that's when i want to spend time with jesus christ that's when i want to know him more and more each and every day because i know he gives me the power that day for those people that are around me And it's not just within my own strength of pursuing and chasing hard after him. He gives me that desire. It's his spirit within me that is that desire to chase hard, to pursue Jesus Christ, to pursue Jesus Christ. I've got two more more scripture verses here, and then we'll wrap it up. But let's go to, let's go, we're right in Philippians. So let's go to Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. It's only uh, one verse here. Um, I didn't even write the verse down. I knew it was in chapter 1, and I didn't even write the verse. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, uh, it says, Paul says, For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. When, when I look at that, you know, it, it, it is, why, why do I live? Why, why, why is the whole thing of, you know, that, that whole slogan, I want to be like Mike, I want to be like Mike, I want to be like Christ. To live is Christ, to die is gain. If I'm living Christ, I'm pursuing him. I want to be like him. I want to be like him. I want to emulate him. I want to look like him. And that's what we're doing. If we know him and we're walking with him, we're being conformed into his image. He is the one doing the work. He is the one doing this. And the final, final verse I'm going to give here is... Uh, this, is a, this has been a huge verse for me, is, is Galatians. Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. 
It's being willing to say, I give up my life. I crucify. I've been crucified with, with Christ. It's no longer I who live. Can we say that today? It is no longer I who live, but it's Christ in me. The reason I live is for him. The reason I pursue him is because of him. I pursue him. I actively want to pursue him. Do I get that right every day? Absolutely not. I don't get that right every day. There's so many times I, you know, I get busy doing something else. But I praise God that he reminds me every day. He reminds me every day, did you know that you weren't pursuing me today? And I miss that conversation that I could have had with you today. And I mean, to me, that just that cuts even more saying that God wants to spend time with me. He wants to spend time with you. That's how much you matter to him. That's how much he wants you to pursue him. Because as you pursue him and you go deeper in him, he pours more out of you, more out of you around you, into those who you love, out of those around you who hate you. They see that in you. There are plenty of people out there I know who do not like me, but I have to say I want to emulate Christ. Because if that's the only picture of Jesus Christ they get, I pray that they see Jesus who is in the word of God. That that drives them to say, I want to know who is Jesus. Who is this Jesus that he is emulating? And I can tell you for a fact, 100%, I don't get that right every time either. But I'm saying that that talks of the grace that I can go tell those people, I made a mistake. Let me tell you about the grace of God that is the same for you as it is for me. I am a man like you. I am no different. I have a sin nature, but I want to tell you something. That someone named Jesus Christ, God Almighty, will set you free, and he will give you that that initiative and that want, that desire to want to chase after him with everything that you have. So that is my prayer for you guys today. Um, I want to leave you with one last thing. Is this the idea? Was this was the value of uh, the value of the treasure I pursue? I read. A, I was reading a book, uh, The Pursuit of God, by uh, A. W. Tozer, and he had uh, a portion, a little snippet in there that that stood out to me so much that. That, that I had to write it down and I had to read this. It says, this is what, this is a quote from his book. Um, the man who has God for his treasure has all things in one. Many ordinary treasures may be denied him. Or if he is allowed to have them, the enjoyment of them will be so tempered that they will, they will never be necessary to his happiness. Or if he must see them go one after one, he will scarcely feel a sense of loss for having the source source, Jesus, of all things, he has one all satisfaction, all pleasure, all delight. Whatever he may lose, he has actually lost nothing, for he now has it all in one, and he has it purely, legitimately, and forever. Um, So there it is, guys. Fill in that blank with whatever it is, the value of the treasure I pursue. What is that treasure? I've had plenty of treasures. And I know that none of those treasures satisfy as much as Jesus Christ satisfies. Pursue Jesus Christ. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I, I, we just thank you, God, and we praise you for the, the awesome work that you will do in our lives, Lord God, when we actively come after you and pursue you, Lord God, with a, a desire, Lord God. And when we focus, like George says, what, where do we focus that passion? When we focus that passion on you, Lord God, the same passion that we have to chase hard after other things, Lord God, it's amazing to see what God will do in our lives. Lord God, it's amazing to see. And I always, I never wanted to end up with that question of what if, what if. God, it's just saying, come on. You're saying, come on. 
Don't ask the question anymore. Just do it. Step out. Do it. Step out in faith. Trust me. Lord God, you've given us your word. You've given us the power of your word to see that we can see who Jesus Christ is. If we dig in and if we, we dive in and search for this treasure, Lord God, that is Jesus Christ, that is hidden in your word, Lord God, that is right there. If we dig deep for it, Lord God, we're going to see Jesus new each and every day and say, man, that is something I did not know about my Lord and my Savior yesterday. And I am so excited about it. I am so passionate about it that I got to share it with somebody. Father, and it just becomes alive in our life. It's not just something we talk about. It's something that's lived out each and every day, Lord God, that it is real. It is so real, Lord God, that people notice it. And it is something that is changing, Lord God. It is we are one person, but Lord God, when we are directed by, one, by the one, Jesus Christ, it can change people's lives. It can change uh, communities, uh, states, uh, countries of the world, Lord God. But it has to start with one decision in each one of us. Will I pursue hard after Jesus Christ? Will I go hard after him as I would anything else that I can only think about him, that I can only desire him, that I want to spend time with him? I can't wait to spend time with him. Lord God, I pray that that, that will be our desire. Father, as we go, go further in today and the rest of this week, Lord God, I pray that you will open our hearts, Lord God, that our hearts will be opened up to receive what you're saying, Lord God, through your spirit. Lord God, I praise you and thank you, Father, that we have the opportunity to come up here to fellowship with one another, Lord God, to spend time with you worshiping together in one accord. And it's all about you. It's all about you, Lord God, to your glory. And when we leave this mountain, Lord God, it's not about just being up here. It's about in our daily lives, Lord God, of how we live in our daily lives. Do we pursue Jesus Christ in our daily lives, not just here, not just up on this mountain, but down there in our daily lives with the everything that goes on, all the trials, all the frustrations, everything. Do we still want to pursue Jesus Christ? Father, I pray that it will be a resounding yes. I choose to pursue him with everything that is within me. God, we give you the praise and the glory. We thank you for today and the things that are still coming from today, Lord God, the fellowship that we'll have, the conversations that we be had, Lord God. I pray that ministry will happen in this place, Lord God. The gifts of the Spirit will be on display as we we come together as brothers and we, we lift one another up, we build one another up, we edify one another, Lord God. We give you glory and we give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. here so we're on the same page if you guys don't know me my name's Bob I was I attended Calvary Chapel for seven years and God opened up some doors for us to come up here to this beautiful facility and minister by serving uh, cooking is our primary concern but I'm a master I'm a jack-of-all-trades and master of none so anyway I just wanted to welcome you thank you guys for coming this is kind of like a homecoming for me I think it's cool our pastor from Calvary Chapel Chalice is with us today, and there's, there's five Calvary Chapels represented here that I know of. So praise God for that, that the body of Christ is building, and we're reproducing ourselves, and we're planning Christian works throughout the Magic Valley. So praise God for that. Um, I just want to just give you a couple things. Before I forget, and I always do, 
Corey, did you want the ranch door open today like from 3 to 5? Okay, we've got a, we have a ranch door, we've got snacks, we've got an espresso bar, we have for real milkshakes, um, and then knick-knack type stuff, t-shirts, um, coffee mugs and things like that. Did I miss anything, Lisa? Okay, so would you guys like, it's, it will be open from 3 to 5 today, would you guys like that to be open today? Yeah, just give me like 10, 20, 5, okay. Okay, that's good. So where it is, it's where the motels are out there. You go straight down the hill up by the river, by the creek, and it's the building there. Or for you guys in Shiloh, just continue heading west, and it's over there. Um, and I was going to have my wife, Christine, come up with me so she could explain what's for breakfast this morning. We're all good. Okay. So here's what we did. First off, Dave Plew sent 30 pounds of bacon up here. So that's, that's Dave Plew. He's the man. So for, for you guys that don't go to Calvary Chapel Buell, it's, it's kind of a joke, but we take our bacon seriously at the same time. <laughs> so, so I've got, um, I have cheese and sausage casseroles for you this morning. And then we've got uh, biscuits and gravy. Uh, a sausage gravy, we've got bacon, we've got hash browns, and we have cottage cheese, and then there's uh, juice and coffee and tea in the back there, but you probably already know that. And how we do it is, is buffet style, and I, I know I don't have to tell you guys this, but it's not the Golden Corral, so what we do is we go through the line first and take a normal portion, smaller than what Jason would ordinarily take, and then after we get done with that, after everybody's served, then you're more than welcome to come back through. And I know I, I cooked about an average of three pieces of bacon per person. Um, but, yeah, just take a normal portion to start with, and then you can circle the wagons and come back through. And that would really help us out. And then I need three guys who would like to be served, who would like to go through the line first. And what that is is we need you to take, there's a spritzer, a sanitizer back there, and uh, where Jerry is. Anyway, it's up against the wall, and I need three guys that will be willing just to wipe the tables down when we're done, and that just kind of helps us out with our housekeeping. So I just get three guys. One, Gary. Two, I'm sorry, what is your name? Hi, Joe. And three, you are? Okay, I don't either. Uh, Mark. Oh, that's Marky. It's my glasses. <laughs> no, I was serious. I got grease on my glasses from the bacon. Anyway, okay, so if you guys, you guys can go through the line first, and then um, how we do it is after you're done with your meal, take everything, your, your uh, plates, utensils, and cups, and put them over there in the corner where that door's opening up right now, that window, and just put everything in there, and then scrape your plates off. Uh, there's um, garbage right next to that window if you'd scrape your plates off for us, and that way we can keep the most efficient that we can. And let's see, just a couple people I would like you to know who, who is, is in the back is Lisa.